25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I am your host, Jay Delsing. And with me is my buddy, longtime friend, Caddy, John Perlis. Good morning, Perlis. Good morning. I got my bib on today. I, I, I came it. in uniform. I'm ready to go. I got my badge on. I'm ready to go I, I, again. It worked last time. I'm doing it again. So prepared. The show, we formatted the show just like around the golf. This first segment is called On the Range. And the On the Range segment is brought to you by Golf Discount. Golf Discount, where St. Louis shops for all of its golf needs. Uh, please look for us at our social media outlets. Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing. And it's just Jay Delsing. And then Instagram is? I don't know. Who knows? Nobody cares. Instagram. I got an Instagram tag. Go ahead and try to get to us. We dare you to get to us at Instagram. <laughs> um, so a basic overview of the show, we're going to go with Justin again at Golf Tech. We've got... Um, uh, two new editions of Whack and Chase, which is uh, really fun. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the um, World Golf Championship event that's coming down to Memphis. Very close. Do we get an event, a tour event that's closer to St. Louis than Memphis? 300 miles? Uh, how far is Chicago? Chicago's right around that. Yeah, so ballpark. Yep. Yep, ballpark. Yep. Yep. But that's so, great. That's yep. great. That's accessible. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's go down and listen to uh, my fellow PGA uh, member and uh, city manager of Golf Tech, Justin Hoagland. Thanks, Jay. Today we're going to be uh, talking about adapting to unique situations uh, on the golf course. Now, every lie on the green isn't perfect, and some don't fit your eye too well. In some instances, uh, you need to um, have a little different attack in order to get the ball close enough for that one putt. Now, apart from distance, landing spot, and pin position, common bad lies require you to add as much loft as possible, sometimes flying it all the way to the pin and minimizing all that roll. Now, there's three particular situations where we see Phil and others pulling off that special flop shot or lob shot uh, in and around the green. Um, if you first find yourself in heavy rough, this is the first one, uh, where the standard short stroke motion can't cut through the grass. Um, that's one of them. Uh, the second one would be chipping to an upper tier where it's difficult to know how the ball will react when it's rolling on the green. Uh, that's another one. And uh, thirdly, when you're hitting to a green that slopes away from you where the normal carry-to-roll ratios don't apply, that's another one of these situations. And all of these situations have something in common. We must maximize the loft and minimize the roll. And we're going to do that by opting for what's called the flop shot or the lob shot. Now, to do this, use your, simply use your most lofted wedge and hinge your wrist immediately as you start back. Although it's the unhinging action of your wrist through impact that gives the shot its extra height, um, amateurs don't tend to uh, do that well. They tend to unhinge too early. The best advice is to try to keep your wrist hinged the whole way down and through. Now, they'll unhinge on their own, I assure you, but do this while using mostly your arms and adding very little leg action. 
and you should be able to produce the loft you need to escape the, escape all those difficult situations around the green. Hope this helps for your listeners. Reach out to us at Golf Tech if you need any, any further help on your golf game. Thanks, Justin. Uh, really good stuff. We got a couple, as we mentioned, a couple of segments of Whack and Chase. Folks, um, let us know what you think about um, these things. We're um, we're jumping into some of these new ideas that we're trying to have some fun and also help people with their golf games all at the same time. And we uh, we think we're accomplishing that, but we'd love to hear your thoughts yeah, on those. We've had some nice feedback and comments on it. And uh, like anything else, like our golf games, keep working on it. And I think going to keep on sharpening the skills. They're fun. It's fun yeah, to look forward to. Absolutely. Okay, so World Golf Championship event in Memphis, Tennessee. The golf course, my favorite. Your, I was going to say your favorite. My favorite. The we, TPC, yeah, plenty of stories on this one. The TPC Southwind. Do you know who is the record holder, the course record holder at the TPC? Can I, can I have a clue? No. Okay. You got uh, no clues. You're bringing it up. You got a big smile on your face. And it's I me. I, I kind of remember. I think it's you. I think it's you. Yeah, one Sunday, I shot 61. Wow. Started in like 50, 50th place and finished like fourth. And just ran out of holes, bro. If I could only play. <laughs> oh, if we only had two or three more holes. You know, it was one of those days. You just, it, it took me probably three or four years before I fully appreciated how special that day was because you just don't get that many days where things go your way to that degree. Seven birdies in a row. Not in that round. I made seven. I, 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 I had a couple of 63s at uh, Southwind. I had, uh, I've got the, the front nine. I've got a lot of the scoring records down there, or at least had them. Mm-hmm. I haven't paid attention in the last, you know, five or ten years. But well, uh, one day, the- one day I made, I birdied two through eight. I birdied, uh, uh, seven holes in a row. What was is that the tournament that kind of came down to the last hole and you hit a golf cart or something? And... That was um, yes. That the year with the seven birdies was a year that um, uh, on the seventeenth hole, I um, I just moved into a tie for the lead. I hit my three wood down the left side of the kind of borderline on the rough and fairway. Hit a CBS golf cart and went under a tree. <laughs> what? What just happened? Do you feel like, oh, really? Man. I was like, what are you doing out there in this golf cart? And I didn't know it until I saw the replay. Yeah. And then um, I will tell you. What happened to the rest of the holes? You got to tell it. Tell yeah, you. so I had a chip out. Yeah. And I, I didn't even sniff making a part. I had a terrible. I had a good chip out, got it across the water, and then I had a lousy wedge, and I you know, had like a 30 Where would you finish that year? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. I'll tell you the story because you know how That's we talk I'm about trying mental, to get to here. I'm trying prep. to get there. You know, mental, that's the last chance you're going to get. Tell the mental, damn story. Mental prep and all this stuff. I had in my mind that if I had a chance to win this tournament, the 18th hole at, at Southwind's a bear. It's got a pond that goes from starts at probably 100 yards off the team, creeps into the left side of the fairway, and the whole dog leg's left, and then there's bunkers over there. And I, I said to myself, Self? Self? Self. Self. Uh, I, if I have a chance to win this tournament, I'm hitting driver off this tee. And I've never hit driver off this tee. When I shot 61, I hit one iron off the tee and hit it 10 yards right well, of the fairway. Well, I can see if you shot 61, why you would want to change the plan to yeah. hit driver. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I don't know if the 61 came after this or not. I don't remember. But whatever it is, this is how the plan. So okay. I stood up there. So you're in contention. And I you- have, And I, I said, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I hit the best drive I've ever hit in my life. I hit it down around the corner, hugged the water the whole time, and it was like 
I had this calmness about me. You know, I was never that great a driver of the ball. I could hit it a long way, but couldn't hit it straight very often. Where did it stand? What were you? I was one. I was back? one shot down. Okay. To who? You remember the who? To uh, Jim Gallagher. Yeah, I knew you'd remember that. I hit my next shot in there about six feet from the hole. Nice. And lipped the putt out. Ooh. And cried on the green in front of all those people. No, <laughs> I, I, it was one of those deals where I was like, I just knew I was going to make it. Mm. And I saw the replay, and there was literally shock. On, I was like, I can't believe that didn't go in. Yeah. And I hit it just a little bit too soft, Pearl. It, it rolled straight across the left edge, and I, it was perfect. This is so weird. You know, in our, our last whacking, or no, in, um, one of our whacking. One chances. of our, and anyway, we talked about how to read greens and things yep. like that. And I, Walking into the front part of that green, John, I was 50 feet from where my ball was next to the hole, and I absolutely knew how the putt was going to break, and I absolutely knew I was going to make it. Mm. What a great feeling that is. Oh, man, I just couldn't. See, I normally would walk up to that situation and just be all tied up trying oh, to take steps. Oh, man, I was so excited. And I, all the anxiousness going. I love when I love it. I've had I've had some of those feelings, yeah. too. When you know you're going to make it, that's a great feeling. But it's kind of weird. You know you're going to make it, and then you didn't make the damn thing. It's true, and I've had those feelings before, and I've made it almost yeah, every that's single I mean. that's time. I mean. And it's just such a – it was such an oddball. It was yeah. – um, you know, the, the golf course just sits, you know. So Didn't Gallagher still end up making some big He putts? made a 25-foot putt for par in the last hole yeah, to go. beat me by one. There yeah. Um, but anyway, it was um, it was fun. What and, if he um, was never born? I mean, then you would have a tour win. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, tell you, look at this. I'll tell you, there is, there's a, here's another great part of this story. You know how they started back in the uh, early 90s with child care on yeah. tour for us. So yeah. a bunch of the guys had daughters. You know, Jim Gallagher has four kids like I do. He has three daughters and, and one son. And his, Mary Langdon, and some of his daughters are my daughter's age. And um, so they're out hanging out together in the child I, I, I remember that they yeah. were friends. I remember yeah, that name. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, you know, um, uh, the girls come up, and I would always take the girls in the locker room with me. This was fun. And, they, and um, uh, Mackenzie, my oldest, says to me, Dad, what did Mary Langdon's dad do to you? <laughs> and I said, Mary Langdon's dad didn't do anything to me. Oh, yes, he did. What happened on the last hole? I Someone told me that Mary Langdon's dad did something really mean to your dad. And I said, Mary Langdon's dad played one shot better than I did. And I had all the chances in the world to do it, and yeah. I didn't do it. And then my daughter Gemma came up to me and said, Dad, where's all the money? And I said, you know, finished second. It was a, yeah, made big, a little bit in a bunch. big, big payday. I think I made like Is that a, your biggest payday? No. Uh, one year I finished fourth down there, but the Tiger Woods had come on tour. and Playing I, for more. Yeah, yeah, I played fourth place. I think I made like 190. And finishing second, I think I made 120. Mm. Anyway, piles and piles, a hell of a lot of money. But Gemma says to me, Dad, where's the money? And I said, Where's the money? I never talked about That's money funny. with my girls. And I, uh, what, honey, what are you talking about? Like we're supposed to be a sack of it or something? Well, yeah, where, what, what money are you talking about? This guy, I don't know. This guy came over and said to uh, Brennan and Mackenzie and I that your dad just won a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure they were thinking like quarters. Sure, you know, sure. there's a big sack of quarters that you get for that. So, um, yeah, funny funny story. That the, the Memphis event, though, is a World Golf Championship event now. So you're going to get the top players in the world playing down there. And what a treat 
for golf fans. Now, is it going to be very much the same that when you played, or have they done a whole bunch of stuff no, for the golf course? No, nope. there's not that many opportunities that they can do to the golf course. Pearl, they don't even have to do anything to it because they made a switch over from bent grass which used to just cook and be so hot and so soggy and so lousy in the summer, to um, Champions Bermuda. And it's made the golf course play, the greens play firm and fast, great surfaces to putt, and it's raised the scores probably two and a half shots a day. And I don't, obviously you correct me because you know uh, intimately on this, it's not really a bomber's course necessarily, is it? Don't I mean it helps on some of the, on some of the holes, but don't you have to kind of work the ball around a little bit and, and some strategic or not? You know, it's it's the that's a good call. I would say this: it's hard to beat some of these guys the way they drive it. Right. Okay. But uh, it's it, it's not necessarily suited for a bomber. You're going to run out of room in some areas. That's what I mean. And and fuzzy Zeller, it's a fuzzy Zeller design with Hubert Green, and no way in hell did they ever think. That guys would be hitting it, you know. That, that if you designed up a, a long par four with run out at 350 yards, that people would have to lay up for that. But that's what happens. Like yeah. 17, you don't hit. You, these guys can't hit driver. Hell, they may not even be able to hit three wood. Mm. And it's a 480 yard hole. Right. You know, it's right. a long hole. I just remember a couple of them because I remember it was one of the more fun times. Yeah. Sally and I went down there with you and actually yeah. walked the first. Uh, Round or two when yeah. you when you had that uh, that great tournament, it was yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, top. You know, anytime I played there, I always had, felt like I had a chance to win. One of those courses, Pearl. That there's always golf courses that I'd go to that have one or two or three or maybe four holes that I just didn't like. I was just uncomfortable. That one. None of them. None of them. Yeah. They all looked right to me. They yeah, all looked like, awesome. man, it, yeah, it was It was. Uh, and, and what an fun. interesting thing, too. I, I think a lot of people can relate to this. You had a couple great rounds, and it was just one of those places, you know, it, it fit good. You kind of knew every year. And I remember you went through there when there was other different types of qualifiers and things like that yeah. so that you could get back on a golf course because all those great memories were going to help. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. You know the term horses, certain horses yeah. for, for courses, it, it's absolutely true. I mean, look at Tiger. Hell, how many times has he won? If you took away Torrey Pines, yes. Bay Hill, Akron, I mean, you're talking about over 20 wins yeah. in those three golf courses. Pebble. Pebble, there's a, yeah. there's another one. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, there's, there's no question. Plus, you can't beat those those. You go back there and, you know, if, if something negative happens to you, that's a powerful uh, factor to, to deal with. Something positive happens to you, it's really fun, and you're like, I can handle this. I've been, you know, I've I've I've, I've shot 29 on this front nine before, which yeah. I have. You right. know, I mean, it's one of those things you can say. I, I've almost won this tournament. I, I feel good about it. Well, uh, yeah, so anyway, the, the Memphis event is a, a great event. FedEx, great corporate sponsor. I mean, you can't say enough about what they're doing. The FedEx Cup winner this year gets a smooth $15 bucks. Really? One, five. Really? Wow, I'm not. I don't keep up much with uh, what these guys are making out there, but that's uh, that's got to be the top of the heap. I would I would think. What, what's bigger than that? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. No, no, okay. nothing at all. I mean, a big drop off after that, but yeah. it's uh, it's a big deal. And why? Yeah. Why? What's? Well, they're trying to give it the, the the trying to give the year more meaning, and so give it not only the wins, but you get these points and the points for the playoffs and the playoffs, you know, for the tour championship in the end of the year. So, wow. yeah, it's really cool. That's going to wrap up the on the range segment. Uh, this is golf with Jay Delsing 
on 101 ESPN. Stay with us. We're going to take a short break and come back with the front nine. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom fit equipment, go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, a year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members tournaments. Bummer and the staff out of Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. John is here with me. Uh, this is a segment we call The Front Nine. Please reach out to us with your questions, comments, requests, any golf-related things at all at jay at jaydelsinggolf.com. Each week, we'll select an email, read it on air. That winner gets Golf or Two at Gateway National Compliments of Walters Golf Management. Well, this week's question is from Tom. Tom asks, I am clearly doing something wrong with my mental approach. I have heard you mention this on other shows, but can you please repeat with the correct mental approach? Screw that one up. Uh, can you please repeat what the correct mental approach is to overcoming a hole that has your number or even a particular shot that I continually mess up? For me, it's the fourth, it's the par four, 11th hole at Norwood Hills <laughs> West Course. This is a 311-yard beast with a brutal green. There's an OB right and trees down the left. I'm a three handicap. Wow. 
So a short hole or a three handicap. I'm a three handicap and make more double bogeys on this hole than pars. Wow, that hole is in his head. Yeah, so think about that. We just talked about those positive experiences having such impact on you and the negative ones having the same thing. Tom, whatever you're doing, we've got to adopt a new strategy. We need a new club off the tee. We need a new target. And we need to get something in your mind that'll get you, that'll break up the pattern. That's what we have to do. we got to break up this pattern. So I don't care if you want to hit driver off the tee. I don't care if you want to hit a three-wood off the tee. I don't even care at 311 yards if you want to hit a seven-iron off the tee. Whatever it is, commit to what it is you want to happen. That simple. If you don't do that, you're going to continually be tortured by this But you want him to try something different. So if he's hitting a draw drive, hit a draw fade at least. Do something different. Right. I don't don't mind. I don't even mind if you want to stay with a draw, you know, and hit a draw three wood or hit a draw seven. I don't care about that. But get a different target. Pick the target. Figure out where you want this ball to go. Program your brain or your mental approach and don't just go, oh, I'm laying up with a fiver and I can hit this thing anywhere. Well, you do. You'll hit it anywhere, yeah, and that yeah. hole will absolutely punish you. Yeah. That's it's that simple. I think that's good advice. Love yeah, it. I, think I know about that, what I, you want. Yeah, I know that hole, and I think that advice uh, plugs in. And it's always important to have that that plan and to try something a little bit different. We got a caller. We got some whack and chase. I I, I think whack I and saw, chase. Love to go, see it. Whack and chase. Another episode. Of, we got a little bit of uh, the board lighting up here. I think we got a co- somebody on the line. Hey, me. What do we got? All right, guys, somebody actually wants your guys' advice again. Derek on the line this week. Hey, Derek, how you doing? Derek, welcome to Whack and Chase. I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing good fine. Thing. We're, We're going to make sure you didn't have the wrong number that you're actually <laughs> calling in to get a little golf help tonight. Where are you calling, oh, yeah. from? Where are you calling from, Derek? Uh, I live in Nashville, Illinois. Nashville, so Illinois. 45, 45 minutes uh, east of St. Louis. Okay, right. do you know Nashville? Nashville? I don't know where Nashville is. I, I, I said Nashville. I'm thinking Nashville, Nashville. I know, but we're getting over there. Is we're, there any commonality thinking. between Nashville, uh, Illinois, and Nashville, Tennessee, Derek? Uh, they're complete opposites. It's a pretty small town here. <laughs> okay. Not a lot to do. So, what do you, what do you do? What do you do in Nashville? Um, not a lot. There's a couple of places to eat. There's parks. But you play some golf. So you play some golf. Oh. Tell, tell us a little bit about your golf, your golf game, and your golf experience. Uh, well, I started my sophomore year of college. Uh, I did play baseball, so it was a rough beginning for me. Uh, couldn't hit the ball straight, and then just started playing a lot more. And my wife has actually played in college, so she helped me a little bit. Uh-oh. Oh, so your wife beats you. Is that what we're hearing? Yeah, she used to. Oh, now okay. I'm, I'm, I play more than her, so she's, uh, <laughs> she's losing a little bit. That a baby, that a baby. <laughs> I like that. So, and I get tired of losing. Well, tell us a little bit about your. Care, so. I'm sorry. Tell us a little bit about your baseball career. Uh, we're both baseball fans. Jay's a huge baseball fan. Where did you play in college? Uh, I played at John A. Logan Community College in Carterville, Illinois, uh, next to Carbondale. Sure, that's a great place down there. I love Southern Illinois. That's that's awesome. And what position were you? Uh, I was a catcher. Oh right, so the, tools of the, so tools of ig- the tools of ignorance, right, Derek? I was a catcher. My uh, my dad said that, 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 that position was perfect for me. I didn't really know what the tools of ignorance were until they put all that equipment on me and they, you know, foul balls off your shoulders and arms and things like that. Good stuff. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it, it beats you up, but uh, it's uh, one of the easier. I 
I'd say probably easier positions to get to college. Hey, so as long what, as you can, if you're good at defense, uh, you don't really have to be a stellar hitter. But so what? What drew you into the game of golf? Probably your um, probably your girlfriend. It's now your wife. Yes, uh, we would. She'd go out and play, and then I just started playing with her, and uh, I wasn't very good, and I didn't like losing, especially to her. <laughs> <laughs> so I continued to play, and I tried to play at least once a week, but with work starting up, get a little bit busier, it's a little bit harder to get out. So did your wife help you with the game and give you some instruction along the way? And if so, how long did that last? Uh, well, she tried. I'm pretty uh, stubborn. Okay. And I, I, I like to swing pretty hard, so I think that might be part of my problem. Uh, well, I like, to swing. I like to swing pretty hard, too. What kind of handicap do you have, and what kind of game do you play these days? Uh, I, I have like a 12, 14 handicap. Oh, good so, stuff. So not great, but not awful. So what's the one thing you want us to take a look at? What's uh, what's kind of bugging you the most in your game that uh, we should talk about? Uh, probably my driving. It's not uh, very consistent. I used to have a real bad slice where I'd hit it probably 150 yards straight and then 150 yards straight to the right. <laughs> so you can hit a 300-yard drive is what you're saying. <laughs> Well, yeah, through the air. It's yeah. not, you know, straight, but it's getting a little bit better. It's not as drastic of a slice, more of a little bit of a fade. So, so are the other parts of your game, are, did you pick up the putting, the nuances of the short game and things like that pretty pretty well? I mean, the uh, fact that you're I, an athlete, Derek, is, man, you're so far ahead of the game there. Uh, yeah, my irons I'm pretty consistent with. Uh, putting's a on and off, depending on the day, and also depending on the course. I and then relate. the game, I was a little, uh, was a little struggle at first, but, you know, so I Jay, started to pick it up after I got tired of not being good at it. So, so Jay, how many times were you playing in pro-ams through the years when a guy, an athlete type, walks out there, can hit the snot out of it, but had that kind of curvature one way or the other like, they, like Derek's dealing with? 99 times out of 100, it was a slice, and it happened a lot. And it was frustrating for those good athletes. Yeah. With good hand-eye coordination like someone like Derek. And, oh, man, humbling. Uh, I would see some of those guys kind of walk back to their caddies or their carts, put their head down, and their shoulders were rolled. So when you walk up to your tee shots, Derek, do you know that it's coming? Do you know that big slice is there? Is it there every single time, or does it go straight sometimes, and does it ever draw? Um, if I very rarely does it draw, um, you know, it's probably not 50 50, but close to being hitting it straight. But I usually line up to, you know, the left side of the fairway. Keep on compensating. Uh, Every time you compensate more for it, does it curve more? Um, just it kind of depends, to be honest. It's, there's nothing real consistent. It's just either it's good or you know it lands on the other side of the fairway so what are some of the words you use when it when it really slices like a hundred yards what's what kind of goes it's a family head? show Derek. yeah keep it a, it's a family <laughs> show but how does that go does that uh what, what's the self-talk after that uh you know no, not good <laughs> <laughs> nothing that i should say here <laughs> exactly right exactly. on hey, is, hey, there Derek, any beer, is there any beer in your in your uh in your groups when you're playing does it is it slice more with beer or less with beer um, 
I think the more once it gets to a point, it gets pretty bad. But uh, <laughs> with a couple of beers, it's it's, uh, it's okay. I, I hit it pretty good whenever the first couple holes. I think once I get loose, that's uh, when my whole body starts wanting to get into it. Hey, hey Derek, what kind of batter, what kind of hitter were you in baseball? Uh, what do you mean? Were you uh, did you were you a power hitter? Could you hit home runs? Did you hit for average? Were you a uh, uh, singles and doubles sort of guy? Opposite field. Where was your power? Yeah. Were you? Uh, you're, I'm assuming you're right-handed uh, catcher. So, um, you know, did you hit the ball hard out to to right center, or did you hit a lot of balls hard down the line, down the left field line? Uh, I was more uh, gap to gap, left center, right center. Okay. And not a, not a crazy month. I didn't hit a whole lot of home runs. It was more uh, average. Yeah, cool. Okay, so because when we get down to fixing it, we're going to give you some baseball examples um, that are uh, that are going to be um, uh, help, help you figure out this slice. So, so then if the baseball analogies don't work, we'll move to bowling and then to yeah. badminton. So, right. but we'll right. start we'll start with the baseball. See if that helps. And Perfect. and in between each one of those, there's going to be a stop at a 19th hole somewhere to just kind of help <laughs> loosen things up. But so when you're when a baseball is coming in and you're going to hit. Um, if you can relate the way the bat contacts the ball when you hit a ball down the left field line, down uh, the left center field gap to straightaway center, right center field gap, and the right field foul pole, you're, the the barrel of the bat's going to be contacting the ball in different angles, right? The ball, yes. The the so if we assume that you're hitting the ball pretty hard, the the pitch is going to get into you a little bit, so you can kind of extend your arms. So when you're slicing the ball, so the ball in golf isn't moving, the club face is open to what we would call square or straight, which would be, if in a baseball analogy, would be if you drill this thing right back up the box, right into center field, that's going to be straight or square, okay? okay. You're, what you're doing with your golf club is you're, the barrel of the bat is staying open to right field, and you're pulling across with your hands towards left field. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, so what we want to get you to feel like you do, the barrel of the bat or the head of the club needs to get to, down to the ball a tiny bit quicker so that as as if you're going to pull and smash a home run to left field, you're going to get the barrel out in front of you, right? Yes. We're going to get the barrel out in front of you. Now, you're going to tell me, Delsing, this is this is golf. This is not baseball. But here's where I want here's what I want you to do. I want you to swing this golf club like it's a baseball bat except the pitch is in the dirt where the ball is. Okay? And I want you to relate the face of the club to the barrel of the bat. Look, you're good enough. I know you're good enough. You played college baseball. You're good enough to to relate this way. You're, that feeling of pulling the ball, even though you didn't do it very often, is one of the reasons why you slice in golf. Your power is more inside out. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, so we want to get you to move a little more outside in. We want to get you swinging that club out towards that pitcher's with the face of that club, the head of the driver, the barrel of the bat, more out towards the pitcher or out towards the second baseman a little bit sooner in the rhythm of the whole swing. That's it. Sounds pretty simple whenever you 
fight like that. But, Bud, for somebody like you that's played sport at a high level, if you can relate this to what you know and then get this club in your hand in a way that you know. Because, look, I'm a baseball junkie, and I I love baseball. And when people, when you're batting, your lower body is leading the way through. In a golf club, your lower body's leading the way through. We've had Brett Hall on the show. A slap shot, your lower body is leading the way through. And the dynamic in golf is the same as the dynamic in baseball and the same as the dynamic in a slap shot is that we need to create torque and we need the head of that golf club to come in later. And the same thing um, with that hockey stick where we get that snap through the hitting area. Derek, you are going to smash one. The next time you play, I promise you. And if you can get out on the range and take 10 or 15 balls, within those first 10 or 15 balls, Derek, you're going to murder one. You will absolutely murder one. It'll go dead straight. And you know what you're going to feel, Derek? Pretty awesome. (laughs) And nothing. Okay, we we both have a little advice, too. and It goes into the marital part of this whole golf game, which is really important. So... I suggest you go out there, work on what Jay told you to work on. Start hitting some good ones. And then go back and say to your wife, hey, would you give me a lesson? I think I can finally start listening to you. Go out there. <laughs> let her talk to you a little bit. Then you get out there and start smashing it. Give, it, give her credit. You're going to get to play more golf. You, you've, you, you've solved some things. You've got a little bit closer with, uh, with the family life. You've, you've bought yourself some free uh, uh, passes to get out Jace, of the house. Jace, that go. could be the best advice I've I ever heard about. Where in the, how the hell did you come hey, up with I'm that? I'm following up. I'm listening to you guys, and I saw the underlying <laughs> problem this guy has. And the problem is once Derek starts bombing that thing, he's going to want to play more golf. And if he's not got the whole family package put together, he's not going to get to play more. I think that's valid as heck. I think our work is done here. I think so. Derek, sure appreciate your call, man. Derek, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You bet. Have a good night. Let us know how it goes as well. All right, I will. Thanks so much, Derek, for calling in. That's going to wrap up the front nine. We're going to take a pause for a moment so you can hear from some of the folks that support us here at Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Joe Sheezer has been in the loan office business for 26 years at USA Mortgage here in St. Louis. He's closed over $500 million in loans and specializes in pairing the right loan program just for you. He offers unique loans for first-time homebuyers, VA loans for veterans, no-cost loans for refinances, and even cash-out opportunities to pay off those credit and debit card bills, or even to make those much-needed home improvements. Don't wait and miss your chance to improve your current financial position while rates are still low. Call Joe at 314-628-205 today and tell them Jay sent you. Are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out year-round? Make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftechcom St. Louis. Play better. Swing better. Golf Tech. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I've got my favorite caddy, John, here with me. 
And thanks for joining us as we head to the back nine. We doing a whack and chase in the back nine? We are. We're gonna we're but, gonna thank Whit, we're gonna thank Whitmore well, that's, first. That's we're gonna key. thank that's Whitmore key. first for supporting the show. Ninety holes of golf at Whitmore. Um, complimentary golf at the Whitaker Incorporated Golf Courses, which include Missouri Bluffs, Links to Dardine, Golf Club of Wentzville. All your cart fees are included in that membership. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, no food or beverage minimums. There's been no assessments at Whitmore. Um, they have three tennis courts, year-round social calendar. They have great parties, date nights, live music, junior golf, junior tennis, a swim team available for your kids, a kids club, which is really becoming popular in, in clubs these days where you can take your kids, they can hang out with other children. You get to go play golf. You go have dinner with your spouse, your significant other. Um, there's golf league, skins games, members tournaments, and we can't forget about our boy Bummer. Bummer's in the golf shop. He's a great guy. He will answer any of your questions, get you in the direction that you want to head, help you with your golf game. He's a hell of a player as well. So you're looking for a family-friendly um, atmosphere and a great club to join, Whitmore is the place for you. Their number is 636-926-9622. All right, so we are here on the back nine, and we – have another, Pearly's favorite. Another whack and chase. Let's get her going, baby. Let's get her All going. All right. Meet what's going on over there with our whack and chase. Guys, believe it or not, people are catching on. Tim on the line for more whack and chase. I told you they love whack and chase. Hey, Tim. Good afternoon. Hey, Tim. Thanks for calling. Uh, uh, we're assuming you got the right number and uh, you're calling <laughs> in to get a little golf advice, hey? Believe it or not, I did get the right number, and yes, I'm looking for not a little advice. I'm looking for all I can get. Where are you calling from, Tim? I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Right. Is, oh. is it a little warm down there this time of year? It is. It is. But you know what? You guys are in St. Louis. I know it's hot and humid there. So. Yeah, yeah. So he's pushing back. He's yeah, trying he to tell is. us that 115 is the same as 90, which... I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. That's not our department, though. So, Tim, tell us a little bit, if you would, about your golf game, and why don't you talk about the first time you ever picked up a club? Oh, my gosh. So, my, uh, my golf – well, I've been playing golf for probably about 40 years. So, you're, um, an old, you're, an old, you're kind of an old guy. Is that true? I am an old guy. I am an old guy. Good, good. That's good. Um, <laughs> we, like, we like that, too, by the we're way, Tim. Yeah, because we're older <laughs> think, guys. I fit right in, correct? Yeah. Anyway, so no, I've been playing for about 40 years. Um, I don't play a lot of golf. You know, I probably play, I don't know, maybe 8 to 12 rounds a year. And, um, gosh, the first time I picked up a, a set of clubs, my, oh, I don't, I, you know, I'm not even sure. I'm saying 40 years. Could have been 43 years I've been playing. And, I, I you know, I was in high school. I think I was living in Michigan at the time. And, uh I love the game. Um, I, I wish I played more. Um, I wish my golf game was better than it is. But uh, you know what? It, it is what it is. Who did so. you play? Who did you play with when you first started playing? Are you playing with high school buddies? Are you playing with family? Tell us a little um, bit about that. It was it was pretty much family um, from a, a golfing family. Um, we all we all play, and um, so it was pretty much with siblings and. Uh, and with uh, and with parents, uh, once in a while it was with some buddies. But uh, again, even way back when, um, it just it wasn't often enough. But I, I love the game. I love to watch it. Um, who, who was the best just, player? Who was the best player in the family? 
Um, I would say uh, all three of my brothers are better than I am. Um, I would say probably my brother Steve is the best of the bunch. Well, I, I think that part's kind of awesome. Give us a little bit about, you know, are you an athlete? Are you a great big guy, a little guy? Tell us a little bit about your, so Jay will start kind of formulating uh, an understanding about you, and then when you tell us what you want us to uh, to dig into, we'll start digging in. Sounds good. Sounds good. No, I, I am a big guy. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm six foot four, um, 235 pounds. I, uh, I, I am an athlete. Shoot, I played uh, football, basketball, baseball uh, in my, uh, you know, high school years, played college and ba- uh, college basketball at a small school. So an athlete I am, but for some reason, the golf game is as long as I've been playing and as much fun as I have at it. Uh, you know, uh, I, I I've struggled with it over the over the years. Okay, but so again, you, I think I go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, I was just going to say I'm sure that it, that's a result of just uh, not playing enough. Okay, I got to ask you one question. Jay's Jay's getting ready to go here. We got a couple other key questions, but you said you have a lot of fun. What's the most fun you ever had? Playing golf. And that's what I wanted to ask you. What makes it fun? Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, I still today play most of my golf with my three siblings. Um, we're, we're kind of spread out um, throughout the country, and um, we get together uh, three, you know, probably at, at least two times a year. And when we get together, it's, it's not only a chance to get together, but we golf is always a part of it. And um, so, you know, that's, that's first and foremost are my siblings. We just we make events out of it, and, uh, and and we get together and we have a great time. So, what do you want to know? What's what's the one piece that you think uh, you could fix? Jay can help you fix in your game that uh, kind of elevates your game and maybe start uh, turning the tables and, on your brother and Steve. kicking your brother's ass. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> not a problem. I I can kick my brother's uh, arse. It's just not on the golf. It's not on the golf course. <laughs> so anyway, no. You know what? Truth be told, I I would probably say, you know, my 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 putting game. You know, you know the old adage: you drive for sure, you putt for dough. Um, you know, I I've 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 been using the same ping putter for oh my gosh for years. I finally decided to get a very very large oversized grip on it because again i said i'm a big guy and i've got big hands um so i'm still trying to get my my feel of that and uh you know i I don't know you know some days i i I do well on the putting green and some days i do not and uh i i I don't know what it is um did we ask you what you shoot what what do you what do you shoot what's your handicap or just basically what are you shooting I I shoot in the in you know anywhere between ninety low nineties to high nineties. Okay, okay. If on a good day, I, I might get lucky and shoot ninety or eighty nine or eighty eight. Okay, so so Tim, on a, on a day like the typical day that you have, good day, bad day, when it's one hundred fifteen degrees out in Arizona and you're just <laughs> gasping for your every breath as you go around the golf course, uh, somehow that still can be a good day. Ah. Uh, yeah, it is. T- t- <laughs> t- <laughs> well, when you putt, so tell me what that typical day looks like. Are you three putting? Are you missing short putts? All of the above. You know, when you get 30, 40 feet from the hole, um, are you able to hit? 
putts reasonably uh, decent speed-wise, but your lines off, or is it distance? Is it speed and line? Is it is it the whole shoot match with your putting? Some you know, you're short, you're long, you're left, you're okay, right. He gets it. He gets it. Answer the question, too. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it is probably a little bit of all of that, Jay. I mean, you know, some of it. Uh, you know, do I take enough time? Do I really? You know, take the time to first of all try to read the putt, and um, and, and and you well, know. Wait a second! Means, wait a second! Wait a second! Are you saying what? you're not reading your putts? Of course, I'm reading the putt, but am I taking enough time? Should oh, I go? Okay. Should I look at the? Should I look at the uh, at the ball from maybe from behind the ball? Maybe go to the other side of the cup and look at it from that. End? I mean, I don't want to take too much time. No, but, it sounds like you you're know. taking enough time. I wouldn't take any more time reading. <laughs> So I got I got a serious question before Jay moves forward. Do you ever dream about golf, Tim? Uh, I do. Okay. <laughs> see, right, there we go. Now we'll get into the depth of where this okay. matters. So tell us a little bit about your golf dreams. Okay. My golf <laughs> dreams are that I wish I I wish I played more golf. <laughs> so how do they go though? Give us kind of a is it is it one of those same recurring dreams? Is there like a half dozen always recurring, or they're just slightly different? And is it before the round? Because or Tim, I, round? I need to interject this pearly. Oh, my man yeah, over yeah, here yeah, we had go, nightmare <laughs> dreams when he would caddy for me. A, he lost my golf bag. B, you know, there were all sorts of I was playing and there's a wall behind me. There's a wall behind him and he couldn't swing. He couldn't find my clubs. He lost me. We, we you know, so we, this, this means something to me. This means something to him and nothing at all to me. But Did you right ever ahead. have any dream, golf dreams, Jay? Did you have any golf dreams? Uh, only good stuff, man. Oh, only, God, yeah. I wish I could have had that. Yeah, I, I like... Um, Man, I had a dream the other night I was playing in the NHL. Well, that's not a golf dream. I know, but it was, a cool, it was a cool dream. I think I was playing in, in Knickers, yeah, probably. But I had the Stanley Cup with me. Well, that is cool. That's cool. I actually got to play one time. I actually got to play one time with the Stanley Cup uh, in our group uh, in Michigan after uh, Darren McCarty and the Red Wings won it. Uh, Bernie, Bernie Federico told me that my golf handicap in hockey was 6-0. You were a 60? Yeah. And I said, 60? He goes, well, you can't stop. And I said, well, I can stop on my left side. He goes, I know, but you can't stop on your right. I go, is that important or not? I just used the boards to stop. You're probably right. Plus, I don't think every every third or fourth time you played hockey, you broke something. Yes, you did. I I only broke my elbow once. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, we're off the track. Sorry, Tim. We're always off the track. So what was the question? We're looking for Tim's dreams. Yeah. Tell us just one or two dreams that you can say on the radio, Tim. Oh, boy. Well, I think I said it, John, to be honest with you. I he think just I wants said, to play more uh, golf. You know what? That's I, I think that's it. I mean, believe me, it's nothing uh, It's nothing more fun and, and juicy than that. It's just uh, I'd like to get out there and do a little more of it. Okay. So okay. he's sincere. The guy wants just uh, a little bit of help. It sounds like around the green. So yep. why don't you talk to him from the time he's approaching the green relative to reading it. Read yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So, so – uh, this is the, our solve portion. We are in the right, solve Pearl? part. Jay. Okay, we are, we're, we're in the, or, I just or, want to get this clear with my partner. We're in the solve. My partner here, Tim. Solve. I could be ambushed at any time by my man Chase. You can screw up this guy's future dreams if you get this wrong. Exactly. And we could go. I could lay down and talk about some of his dreams and listen to that. No. So, so Tim, as you approach the greens, most of the greens. Um, you're in Arizona, so most of the you're, you're playing some deserty sort of feels. Most of the greens are going to be sloped from back to front. But one of the things that happens to us when when we were kids and we learned how to play, we always walked. 
We always carried our own clubs. Tim, you probably did the same thing, and you always walked, and you came into the green from the front edge of the green, which is the way your shot comes into the green. And by doing that, this sounds so stupid, but it's really important. By doing that, you got a sense for what the overall layout of the green yeah, the was field. like. Yeah. You would. And you didn't even know it. When we were kids, right. you didn't even know it. But you, you're like, oh, okay. You walk out of the green and the right side's higher than the left or the back has a little drop off or there's a false front or whatever. But today, Tim, you're playing with carts with your bro, with your bros. You're drinking a beer or two, hopefully, and having fun. But you always come into a green from a different area. Sometimes from the back, sometimes from the side. Very seldom from the front. What I want you to do is when you're looking out at the fairway after you hit your approach shot or after you've pitched or chipped your ball onto the green, take a look at the green. Honestly, it sounds so stupid. But just take a look at it, and you're going to notice contours. You're going to notice things. And and the beautiful thing about golf, Tim, is neither Pearly or I are very smart. But this sort of what? stuff. Wait a second. Wait a second. I know you're not smart. I'm much smarter than you are. Yeah. I'm sitting here listening to you intently. Where did that come I know. from? Well, uh, years of experience. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, here we no, are off the track again. Okay, we're back to Tim's dream. Yeah. So, Tim, so Tim, so pay attention to that. Okay. First and foremost, another thing. One of the one of the most basic fundamental things that was told to me when I was a kid about how do you read a green that been asked this a hundred. Oh, a million times. If you had a bucket of water in your hand and you dump that bucket of water on the ground, which way does the water roll? Predominantly, which way does it go? The ball's going to go the same way. Is that a question? He's supposed to answer that right now? No. No, he's not not supposed to answer that. No. But but imagine that. So you dump this bucket of water on this thing, (laughs) and the ball will roll that way, okay? Does that make sense? Does that make sense, Tim? It does. Okay, now, so yeah, do they have the water in the world? Do they have water in the desert? Or are you going to have to use your bottle of water in this in this situation? Well, well I can tell you one thing: I'm not going to use is my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. And if it's your last bottle of water, man, don't so use that. So this is a either. visual. This is a yeah, visual. So you're We're not so actually you're, dumping a bucket. So you're going to get that sense. The other thing is. Tim, you got to keep your lower half of your body still when you putt. From your waist down, from your belt down, nothing moves. Widen your stance about shoulder width apart. Get your weight about 50-50 and get the ball towards the front half-ish of your stance, okay? We want your hands on somewhere between the front edge of the ball and the back edge of the ball. Okay, I'm killing my, my 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 man Chase over here is loving this advice. He can hardly stand it. He's jiggling like nothing I've ever seen. He's laughing so hard. But this is this is place. I had another image going on. I can't, let's I can't yeah, let's not, let's not go that that image. That's another one of those dreams. I think where you lost my golf bag too. Anyway, so so then Tim, the the important thing is the head of the putter needs to swing away from the ball and it needs to swing through the ball and it needs to lead or at least be even with your hands as it comes through the hitting area. And and, and that's important because that'll load up the head of the putter. One of the problems that you have with judging your speed is that you're probably rocking your hips or pivoting a little bit through the ball and that's going to give you an explosion every once in a while and then then when you're afraid of that, you're going to hit it probably half the distance you want. You're going to start realizing that if I take this this the length of this stroke back a certain distance, it's going to produce a certain speed, a certain length. If it's uphill, it's going to take a little more of a of a swing. If it's downhill, it's going to take a little less of a swing. And then the last thing that's crucially important: you don't need much face or path rotation. And what I mean by that is, we want the putter face and the 
the path to go almost straight back and straight through when you hit. Okay. Everything, everything with your long game is a circle, right? So you have arcs and, and curves. With the putting stroke, Tim, we don't want a whole lot of inside uh, movement on that club head. We want it kind of going straight back and straight through, and we don't want the toe of that putter opening and closing a whole lot. You just don't need it. Okay. So one thing that I'm going to tell him two pearls, I'm going to tell him about the line, put a line on this ball. I like that. Well, so some, of those, some of those golf balls now are coming with lines. Yeah, I like the those. Callaway ball yeah. has three Go, lines on it. But, get but, those. But Tim, get those. Get, <laughs> Tim, get a golf ball, get a Sharpie or some sort of marker, and uh, right along the, the seam, put a, a thick line on it. You'll see when okay. you watch the British Open, you'll see a bunch of almost everybody puts with lines on their ball now. And I want you to get on the putting green a few minutes before you get there. Line that that line up with the dot or the line that's on the uh, the ping putter. Do you have a do you have an old ping answer putter by any chance? I, is that the putter uh, you use? I, I, well, I think that's what it is. It's, it, it's an old ping putter, I can tell you does that. Does it have a line on the top of it? Uh, it does. It does. Okay, so put up, match the line of that ball with the line of that uh, on the face of your putter. And then okay. take that putter head back straight back and straight through with little face rotation and, just so, and not move your lower half. Tim, just that Inside of ten feet, you will become instantly twice as good. You will putt, right. you will not believe how many short putts you make. Is that stuff you think you can do, Tim? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, the one part that I, you know, you hit the nail on the head is is right up front. Is how many, you know, I ride in the cart. So how many times do I enter the green from from the front? The way the ball probably went on the green. Okay, so so, so uh, let's summarize here a little bit. You need to quit riding in the cart. Get a bucket of water to bucket of water to throw it on the green, so that means you can't have any beer, and uh, you need to get a pendulum stroke going and see if your dreams change. I would say that wow. summarizes pretty much the lesson. That's the way I see perfect. it. Perfect, perfect. I think I think you guys uh, got the nail on the head there. Tim, take two weeks off and quit if you're going to listen to all those things. Fairly, fairly told you. Hey, Tim, awfully good of you to call in. Uh, please let us know how it goes. And again. If you're making putts and if your dreams are changing, and sweet dreams to you, Tim. Appreciate the call. <laughs> Tim, thanks, thanks for the call us back, buddy. Thanks, thanks for, for the listening. Help, See you. Yep, Bye-bye. All right, Pearl. So what are your thoughts on chicken and waffles? Fried chicken, good. Waffles, good. What's not to like? Soft-shell crab? Now you're speaking my language. But you got to check out this new restaurant in Clayton on Wydown. It's called Akar, a delicious fusion of modern American comfort food with an Asian twist. Sounds fantastic. They're open for lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. Check out their website. It's akarstl.com. Call to make a reservation. You'll be glad you did. Well, that's going to do it for the back nine. We are headed to the 19th hole after these messages. Come back and listen to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. 
Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom fit equipment, go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing, and thanks for staying with us. We just finished 18 holes. We are headed to our favorite part of the day, the 19th hole, Pearl. Um, We're going to have a new happy hour event, Mike Duffy's, in August. Stay tuned. We're going to have some really cool, fun games. Uh, so we're going to do the Mike Duffy's in Richmond Heights. I like uh, the ideas you've talked about. It it's going to be great. Yep. Folks, grab a pen and paper for some clever RX information in just a couple minutes. But we're going to talk just briefly this short segment about golf course strategy and, and, and some sort of management. And it was in the third year on Tour Pearl, and I'm just struggling with some of these aspects of the game. And I realize that... In a backhanded way, I overheard another player talking about a sports psychologist, and I realized that everybody else on tour had had a sports psychologist helping them try to, you know, meander through the the ups and downs of the PGA Tour life. And I got a hold of who is a good friend of mine and yours now, Bob Rotella. Great guy. Fun guy. Really talented guy. Yeah, he opened a lot of doors with other players that were working with him. Again, a great Nick Price story. Nick Price won the PGA Championship in St. Louis in 1992. And he, if you recall, he went on a roll where he dominated the golf world for a little, like a two or three year stretch, mm-hmm. especially the majors. I think one, three or four majors. Yep. And um, he told me that there's at least four holes on every course that he's ever played. We've talked about this earlier in the show. that didn't look good to him. Mm-hmm. And what he did was shoot away from the flag sticks and take a par. Take a two putt from thirty feet from thirty foot. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't want this to ruin my day. I don't want this to ruin my tournament. I'm going to play to the fat side of the green. And he said, "Jay, I was. I. I it might have been a wedge in my hand. It didn't look right to me. I wasn't going to stand up there, pull that wedge like you're oftentimes to do, miss the green, and make a bogey or double bogey. And you know, there's something about." John, there's something about executing a plan, especially when you're a little nervous or anxious, that gives you confidence and makes makes you feel like we you can do this. talked about that. Yeah. You and I picked that out, you know, here and there. I think it's powerful as heck. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I um, I remember uh, getting to play with my buddy Payne Stewart. You know, he's a fellow Missourian. Great, great guy. Told me um, we played a practice round. We were playing a practice round of Quad Cities, and he said, Make sure you have somewhere between 15 and 18 balls in your bag. And I said, okay. I'm thinking, what? My cat, well, I don't have to carry it, so who cares? I, I never let you have more about six or seven. Yeah, that's right. Most caddies don't. They're so heavy. And it was because we did all sorts of chipping and pitching while we played because he said hardest part of oh, your, your game practice to work, yeah, yeah, to it, work on, on tour is your game from 40 yards and in. Because there are just not a lot of facilities made for that. And think about that. There really aren't. Mm-hmm. They really aren't. So um, we're going to come back to this because this is such a cool topic. Well, the whole Bob Rattel is a big topic. Course management is a big topic. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Folks, grab a pen and paper. Uh, Here's some information on CleverRx. Help you save money on your prescription drugs. 
First of all, it's absolutely free. The app is absolutely free. Record these numbers. Your member number is 1022. Your group number, 3001. Your PCN number is the letters S, the letter C, and the number 1. And your BIN number, 610378. Why is that important? 37% of all prescriptions that are written go unfilled because drugs, the price of drugs are too high. This has helped my sister, saved her $80 on her first prescription, and it can help you. So it does, And look, if it doesn't help you, don't use it. This is one of those few things in life that it's going to help everybody if you can use it and save yourself a little bit of money. Um, Pearl, we're lucky enough not have to take a whole lot of prescription drugs. We're also lucky enough that we got through another show. I appreciate both of those things. Yeah, that's right. And we got a, a whack, a couple more whacking chases under our belt. We got a couple of people uh, calling in. Meet, thanks for doing the extra work on the board and handling the whack and chase stuff. And um, Drew and your team at BYK, thanks for uh, for getting us online, for uh, telling us that we have an Instagram account, even though we don't know what that is or how to get on it. And um, and thanks for being listening to the show, St. Louis. Hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.